This is the Complete Discography Podcast, where I, Darren Huffey, and my co-host, Austin Johns, break down the entire catalog of some of our favorite bands. Season one, we are focusing on the Alkaline Trio. We hope you enjoy the episode. Is this he had a hard time passing <laughs> off as totally human while acting yeah. as LeBron James. It's not that easy. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a fair point. Um, all right. Let's uh, do this. Uh, cool. New episode from here to infirmary. Uh, third album from Alkaline Trio. Um, what other spicy anecdotes we got? It was recorded at the end of 2000 and uh, ended up being released uh, April 2001. Yeah. The first album on Vagrant Records after leaving Asian Man um, with kind of like the blessing from uh, Mike Park and stuff uh, just because they knew the they were kind of outgrowing what he could do to distribute and logistically support the band and they had a hard time keeping albums even available to them on tour is what I was reading. Um, mm. So this is part of the reason they made that change. Um, Matt Allison was the producer they worked with who has worked with them so far in every record up to this point. Uh, we talked about it last episode, but the drummer, Glenn Porter, on the first two albums and founding member with the band, he left after the recording of the last one. Uh, and then the guy, Mike, I still can't say his name, Mike Fuem, Fuemle, I It's F-E-L-U-M-L-E-E. So, Felumly, maybe. Fel- Felumly. Felumly. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, yeah. Uh, but he was a band <laughs> in. Uh, in a band that's like you know was big in that area, the Smoking Popes. Um, I've mm, never listened yeah. to them, but I've always heard of them. Um, mm-hmm. But that's where they kind of recruited him from. And after he left Alkaline Trio, you know, he ended up going back there. And that band kind of has come and gone a few times. They did a mm-hmm. reunion that that guy Mike did not participate in because of friction, even with that band. But then, like in 2015, ended up rejoining that reunionized version of the band for whatever reason um but yeah uh what is the one more detail i put oh they uh they recorded this in minnesota they didn't record it at the same studios they had been using for the other albums so this was like a, a relocation just a little a trip out and uh yeah. they had mixing done by jerry finn which is like a bigger name for for them because he's done like up to that point he had done a a, a whole bunch of um big albums already helping with bands and all stuff like rancid and blink yeah i was gonna say a lot of punk bands for sure right yeah like yeah he's been like favored amongst like that punk and pop punk crowd for helping kind of like bring the best out of you and i guess he's a was a real nice guy and all stuff he died in like 2008 i remember reading about that um yeah i think i read some interviews from skivo where he was pretty bummed about that yeah yeah because they work with him from here on out for i think until ultimately he dies uh so on the next yeah. few albums I was looking at. Um, what was it? Oh, he's he ends up, uh, Jerry Finn ends up mixing like AFI albums and um, yeah. a Bad Religion album or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bunch. He has a whole yeah. bunch of stuff. And even work with Morrissey and um, stuff, which is really odd. I mean, against all the other like types of bands he works with. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's the boring stuff. That's like the you know the copyright liner notes. You know where uh, some of that information is uh, for from here to infirmary. 
the big thing I want to know, 2001, April of 2001, where, where were you? What were you doing? What was, uh, what's the time in your life that this was released on? April 2001, I think I'm like a, I'm in high school for sure. Am I still a freshman at that point, I think? I think technically, yeah. This is barely yeah, it rolls a into year after. Next year, I think, right? Yeah, so. Yeah. So, yeah, freshman. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, it, it's a, like, time frame wise, it's only a year after Maybe I'll Catch Fire. And we just <laughs> generalized the year of that. So, I mean, it's, it's true. So not I mean, a lot of changes, changes, changes for me at that yeah. point. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's like getting ready for summer vacation. I'm still like the loser of freshman year of high school that I don't really, you know. I know I missed a shitload of school that year. Had just, uh, <laughs> still not really into good music at that point necessarily, you know. Uh, um, yeah. About the same as before, honestly. Not, nothing, I, nothing noteworthy had changed at that point. Yeah. This was the album that I ended up buying, like not like on release day or anything, but I think yeah. that summer and going into the school year of like the next year, I started listening to, um, you know, better music or like music of my choice. And this was one of those earlier albums I got because by the time the next album comes out, I'd already started to listen to their back catalog and everything. So, um, that was going into like late 2001, early 2002 for me leading into that summer. Yeah. It wasn't too far from this release that I start listening to the band, but um, at that point, no, I, I still hadn't really gotten into them at all. So, you know what? I think actually, what was that trip I took? Oh gosh. I think it was a, like the winter break in school year. So the sophomore school year, I'm pretty sure that's, when it was, maybe it was fall break, whatever. It was a school break of sophomore school year. I, uh, I had emailed you that I was coming out to like visit or something. Um, yeah. and I ended up, uh, there was that guy Kendall and, um, I drove with his family cause they came out here to Arizona to visit family. So I hitched a ride with them and my intention was to get out here, have my grandpa pick me up and then that would then transport me down to where he lived, which was right where you or near where you lived. And, you know, hey, yeah. I'd have a little vacation trip, visit you. Uh, but on that trip, it was a nightmare. It was, I think, I, oh, it was like. No, I do it, remember that family. Like, I don't know if it was that van that was infested with roaches. Yeah, though. yeah, they had. <laughs> yes. And then the it was no AC. And so it must not have been a winter, actually, because it was hot. So it must have been like that fall break. Uh like the ceiling uh, felt, whatever it is, was like falling off. So like the glue and adhesive and all that stuff was just whipping in your eyes because we were. Just, I was sitting in the very back. Oh my god, dude. it and, was melting the adhesive and just whipping around. Yeah, but uh, the only reason I'm bringing this up is because I do remember when I was emailing you, you had mentioned to me that you started listening to Alkaline Trio, and I went on to the internet and like downloaded um, like miscellaneous songs and just burned them to a CD. Um, but I. Uh, it was in some like email correspondence, but I remember I had a CD of some Alkaline Trio stuff that I was listening to. But in addition to that, this was the transitional phase. I had the Green Album from Weezer, uh, Lincoln Park's Hybrid Theory, and Some 41's All Killer No Filler, which coincidentally was also mixed by Jerry Finn. So it was all in the same family oh, right there, dude. It all oh, comes wow. back together. So that, that, this would have been like 2002 then, the following year then you're saying? Yeah, I, it was it was a break yeah. in the school year of that sophomore year. So I, I would assume yeah. it was um, like the, either fall break of sophomore year or maybe it was spring break, you know, in early 2002. Could have been that. 
Yeah, I got you. Because I don't think I really started listening to like anything in this type of vein until I yeah, like after the school year. It was like that summer or something. I feel like that I started like you know yeah listening to like you know different ba- like Bad Religion and sure you know, Trio and different bands and stuff. And, yeah, maybe uh, I'm mixing up, or it could have been that that different time yeah. frame, but in that in that ballpark because wasn't that same summer the summer of next or the 2002. That's when, because uh, we were into AFI and all that stuff, because we went to the Warp Tour that summer. You came out to visit where I was living in California, and we yeah. went to the Warp Tour, and we saw Bad Religion and, and all that stuff. So we were already at least an established or fan enough of them by that time. Um, mm-hmm. So it was sometime between, yeah, to the start of 2002 and summer of 2002 that like an avalanche of this stuff started kind of coming into um, the listening rotation and stuff. Yeah, speaking of warp tours, like um, as much as I can't really imagine going to something like that now, yeah. really necessarily as much. Probably, uh, it'd have to be a really good lineup for me to get have any interest. I would say, but um, um, that was the cool thing about going to those because they had all these other bands yeah. there. And then think about all the times that you saw like Alkaline Trio do radio, and then it was like you know Chris Conley from Saves the Day is doing like the chorus, or you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Sane from Anti Flag or something is like doing the chorus or whatever. It's yeah. like, just because like they're super all cool, there. like they're just weird like... little, you know, specifically for that song for whatever reason. But yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's, I mean, being younger, that's definitely why I like the Warp Tour because it also was exposure to other bands. Um, some yeah. of like the labels would have their own little like merch tents and you can actually still buy some things. Like I remember buying a CD. Oh, you know what? This is, that's a story for the next episode. I purchased Good Morning from a Warp Tour um, Vagrant Records booth, uh, but yeah, I'll t- I'll ramble on about that next episode. Um, but yeah, so that was just a random tangent on on that. So that's that's for you in two thousand one. I have literally nothing else to add. That was that was my ad for two thousand one. Nothing else really much has changed for me. I'm still kind of a little bit isolated, a uh, little small friend circle, but I did at the end of 2001, start getting into some of this stuff, and that led into, like, a, a big 2002, which probably was the big year uh, for me and you as well. Um, but cool. Um, so I guess that, that kind of also answers when did we first listen to this album. I mean, like, early 2002, probably late 2001 is what it maybe kind of falls into. Um, I think so, Yeah. It all kind of probably fits around then and then started going backwards from there. But that's those are those two questions. We have now converged timelines, and there's no longer a need to ask where were you when the album was released and where were you when you first heard the album because odds are it is going to be the same year and day and date with each other going forward, at least for me. Yeah. Cool. Um, I did discover a, um, uh, an advice article interviewing dan uh it was called like rank your records and yeah i love those yeah yeah he put it all in order i won't say where he puts like the number of this just i don't i mean it doesn't really matter and i also didn't like take that note snippet from here so i uh i'd have to go back and look it up anyway um but he uh he the tone he had in the entire article about all the albums was he didn't hate any of them, but there was just some he just didn't love, you know, or there weren't his favorite. He, like the phrasing he kept using was like, it may, it may not be my favorite, you know, though it's definitely not my favorite of, uh, of ours. And I can, I know we were trying some things, but uh, actually, no, this was like, this, was this is the, the one I think specifically he's kind of like, we were trying to do something that we really didn't know how to do yet. Yeah. 
I think. Yeah, that's what he says specifically. And uh, he it, it is towards the bottom on the list for him. Um, I have a little quote from here because they asked him, is it weird that it's a fan favorite, but you don't necessarily care for it? Um, and he said, again, it's weird. It's not like I don't care for it, but it's just not my favorite. Most of the thongs, most of the thongs, most of the songs I think are okay, but there's uh, not a lot that really stand out to me as this is kick-ass song. Uh, I <clears> feel like we could have done more with some of those songs. Uh, there's a lot of, there's not a lot of harmonies on the record at all. There's a, uh, not a lot of production, but we went to Minnesota uh, to work in this cool studio. We had Jerry Finn mix it, and just kind of like, again, we were trying to do something we didn't really know how to do just yet. Yeah, just like you said. Um, yeah. So I was trying to like, uh, I mean, it's good that we're listening to all these albums in order as well, too, because I do notice some things that I'll maybe call attention to as we listen to this album. Um, but let's jump into it, unless you had anything else you wanted to add. No, I was just going to give you a heads up. I think there's a Matt Skiba one where they, like, it's not recent at all, but where they do the Rank Your Records thing. Oh, cool. Uh, article. I'm pretty, I'm almost positive that I, it was also a Vice thing. So. Yeah, I'll pull that up and uh, take some notes for it. And by the time we do the next episode and stuff, if there's anything to call out on the previous records, we'll definitely uh, make comments. Um, cool. But yeah, let's jump into it then. Here's the uh, first song on From Here to Infirmary, Private Eye. Jump us forward to uh, the chorus so we hear it after this next verse. On channel 11, there was no one to kiss. There was nothing to drink except some old rotten food. At the right place, at the right time, I'll be dead long and you'll be just fine. I won't have to quit doing fucked up shit for anyone but me. At the right place, at the right time. Yeah, we probably didn't mean to play that much. I mean, for whatever reason... <laughs> I mean, this seems to be like one of the more popular Alkaline Trio songs for sure. Um, I think everyone kind of knows this. Well, it was in a video game, right? Was this one in a video what game? No. I have no idea. No, never mind. Armageddon was in Tony Hawk's Underground. That one was, um, yeah. I think there was another appearance with another game. Yeah. Well, why is this one so popular? They had a music video for it. Maybe they let it as a single. I don't know. What do you mean, why is it so popular? It's no, no, really no, it's a good, good. song. It's, it's a good song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, yes. Good song, yes. That's that's where I meant to go with why we probably didn't play as much as I played of it there because we already know it off the top of our heads. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you you love it. I'm a huge fan. I mean, like, um, yeah. I don't know if it, uh, there's going to be so many other good songs on this album, but that one will I'm I'm thinking will be fairly high, like pretty high ranking. I would say. Yeah. Right now, guess me top three because it's 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 just one of my favorite songs of theirs. I mean. 
you know, it's also one of those songs I've probably played on repeat, like, uh, <laughs> a ton of times as, like, a youth, you know, and, uh, yeah. so I'm not, I, I wouldn't say burned out on it, but it's just, it's, it's still really good, I still enjoy listening to it, um, uh, I don't know. I think in like some of these later albums, it seems like that uh, Skiba has kind of gone back to this. Like uh, he's he's had a few other songs that kind of mention like not necessarily being a private like the private eye theme, yeah. but like you know, policing related things. You know, not like in that kind of same vein a little bit at times. Yeah, the analogies yeah. and metaphors around like surveillance and like FBI yeah. and um, mm. uh, even Blackbird and like Black Spock yeah. Blackbox recorders. Like there's like I don't know. I think he likes that theme just like. There is mm. often a nautical theme in some of uh, some of their songs Dan's too. Got a lot of nautical themes in, on one particular album. Yeah, I? so I think yeah. that's what it is. I remember loving this song. My only real note. I mean, it's a it's a song that feels like it's about kind of like you know maybe too much drinking and and loneliness or finding something that you're maybe missing. But uh, in the chorus, it's always good to me, especially as a younger kid, if you can cuss. And so talking about fucked up shit and like being able to sing that every time the chorus happens like it's good gold for me so uh i'm yeah. i'm a fan right now my number one favorite song on the album according to yeah. current rankings according to our current listen no i love that song it's like a really good like just like tempo and energy for like an opener too it's just like uh, oh yeah 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 that makes it's, sense um, yeah it's one of my i mean i don't want to say one of my favorite Auckland trio songs a lot but it, it probably is one of my favorite Auckland. Yeah, and that's what I meant to call out actually. Uh, the the palm muted like this song starts with its big heavy riff, but then once the um, verse comes in, it's that's like palm muted stuff, which is I think like the first major usage we've heard of that because it's really more of a wall of sound and like a wall of like energy from the guitars in the two previous albums. So this does kind of like sure. break it down and kind of make it like more focused on like the, the the melody of the lyrics and like the tempo for the song without kind of overwhelming it w- from all fronts um so it was kind of a neat but you use that comes up again more in the album um yeah so with that uh we'll play the next song song two mr chainsaw title of it actually doesn't it's not like part of the chorus it's just part of one of those verses and you know stanzas as it goes through it um mm-hmm. where it calls up mr chainsaw and the very end 
if you're searching for the meaning of the lyrics and the meaning of the song and you're trying to like, you know, filter through metaphors and analogies and things to, to find and identify what it means to you, this song paints it out for you very clearly. In case you're wondering, this song's about growing up and about giving in, <laughs> uh, just in case you missed it along the way. Yeah. Which I think is kind of funny, uh, I, but I do like it. Uh, uh, coming of age stories, and co- like shows, movies, and things like that are some of my favorite types of things to watch. So I think that's why I love like the angsty self-reflectiveness of these lyrics. And uh, yeah, I'm a fan. A uh, big fan as well. Just, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I, it never bothered me necessarily that it, you know, he just completely spells out what he's talking about, you know, but like, you know. Yeah. It's it, a maybe it wasn't odd. necessary. It wasn't exactly. I don't know, you know but uh, that's fine too. It, yeah, it, it goes with the song pretty well. I don't know. Yeah, you know? I mean, like without uh, it, like what would they have done? Like added more verses because it never repeats itself. It continues on the same melody but evolves the analogies and metaphors that he's sharing true. and everything. So like he would have just had to add another more wall of text to keep it going or do something different. But I think it fits for the ending of the song and wraps it up. It does something different and just calls attention to what it is. Um, the other funny bit I loved, uh, uh, the, in the second verse, I found out recently that you are leaving, but the way he sings it is I found out recently that you are leaving. Uh, and Lee Ving is the singer of fear. Uh, the old punk rock band. His name is yeah. Lee L E E Ving. Uh, so, I when that like when that clicked for me, I found out recently that you are leaving. I uh, I made a stupid internet meme where I just put those lyrics. I found out recently you are leaving, and just a picture of him, uh, and then in the bottom corner of Skiba. Like I tweeted it, and I wanted it to be some like viral meme. I don't think it ever did clearly because it's such a, a minor group of people who would even find that interesting. Uh, but seeing him live one time. He called, he called that out. Like, he didn't, like, reference, like, my tweet or, like, my image necessarily. But he, it dawned on him that the way he was saying that was leaving. And he shared everybody, like, a little history about who he was and the singer for the band and everything. And I was like, oh, man, I noticed that, too. Hey, this is funny. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a few times, like, just Skiba's delivery kind of makes me chuckle with, with things. Um, yep. I've been preemptively um, listening to Good Morning because that's our next one. And Mm -hmm. I think it's a song that no matter what I'm doing or where I'm at, when I hear it, I instantly think of you. And uh, I, when I saw them live, when I saw those, all those all album (laughs) shows, I was literally in the moment recorded just that and texted it to you that night uh, from that song. And it's just a really good choice in line delivery from Skiba with like a pause or a, extended it feels pause, like a kind of a long or, pause yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I love it I, whenever he does that and makes a little choice um, I really dig that I think um, uh, Laura Jane Grace from Against Me uh, especially in the earlier stuff of theirs um, has a lot of like unique delivery and sometimes like squeezes in an extra word or two just to make something fit but it does often sometimes kind of like oh okay that was a choice like, you, you just really wanted to make that work and you couldn't think of some different arrangements or words <laughs> but that's okay that is for sure. Yeah. About her, I mean, that is for sure. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but yeah, Mr. Chainsaw is good. Um, it's, it's, it's right out of the gate. The album has um, two great songs. This is, you know, it doesn't have like any like that palm mutedness or any like changes in tempo. This is just kind of like more of their classic energy. So a really good vibe from this one. 
Uh, next song, we will jump into track three, Take Lots With Alcohol. Uh, this is going to be actually our first dance song. Yeah, yeah, it's a great song. I just I wanted to hear the chorus, but I could I didn't want to chance it and skip ahead and butcher it and all that stuff. Uh, maybe I'll figure that out with the next songs. Uh, yeah. But just a great song. Uh, it's good to see Dan appear so early on the album, and um, it's a it's a really strong showing from him. Yeah, I've always been a big fan of this one too. Uh, Dan's just like kind of coming into his element a little bit for me on this album. Because um, he ends up being like really, really good, and the, this is like the first album where I started to kind of see like, holy shit, like this guy, has some really good songs, right? Like, um, I will say he's got a couple songs on where he has like these weird little interludes. Like, I think this is the one where it's like been telling myself yeah. these jokes for. Yeah, it's kind of like it adds. I don't know. I volume. Mean, I don't dislike that choice. Like, I love the song and everything, but it's just like it always made me wonder. Like, why did? Why is that? I don't know. Yeah, it adds volume and adds length to the. To the song. It does. Uh, let yeah. me see if I can bring up a quick appearance of that. For so long, well, so long, I'm a husband who is heckled on this stage. And, and this. Like, dude, it's the third album. You're not a husband already. <laughs> I don't think you're getting heckled on the stage. I don't know, are you? Yeah. He, uh, oh, I mean, maybe that's how he's feeling, you know? Um, yeah. And the, the, the title track, Take Lots with Alcohol, you know, Substance and booze and whatnot you know yeah because i mean it's got that theme where he's kind of like you know probably going to like a which one is that a psychiatrist or something right to prescribe something mm-hmm. and then it's it's never like what, what does they always say like don't take with alcohol or whatever right yeah. like for your pills or whatever yeah like, so he's and kinda, he's choosing to ignore those and just you know medicate himself uh yeah. it also isn't such a cut and dry like start to finish story like uh, some of his earlier songs have been, um, it's um, you know it's just a really good like song and kind of casting like a, a like a lot of imagery you know uh, which is a little bit different from his typical style and all that stuff but it's still pretty direct about an individual um, but yeah I love the song I feel like he, oh, just last note I feel like he mentions chairs fairly often yeah. as well yeah 
Wanting he, to sit down in a comfortable chair, you know. Uh, he, he will call out in reference how full a glass is, um, the current status of ashtrays, the comfortability <laughs> yeah. of the room that you are in, or the temperature of the environment <laughs> that you're in. And those are things that he wants to make sure you're aware of so you can quite understand where this song is taking place in. You couldn't relate unless you knew how comfortable that chair was. Yeah, so. doesn't. I mean, you wouldn't really quite understand where he's coming from. But, uh, yeah, 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 okay, now I get it. Um, yeah, good stuff. Musically, um, again, I'm trying to call out some of the changes that to me just sounds like a Dan song from the previous two albums, uh, a little like tighter and cleaner potentially. Um, but still not abnormal. I would agree. The little intro though, is probably something you wouldn't have had on like the, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But otherwise, yeah, I totally agree. That's true. Yes. They, they did a little, but I think the intros and, exits of the songs or where they're taking some like liberties with their craft here. Um, but yeah, so next song that leads us into is track four, uh, stupid kid. Nothing's used to make me smile. One of them was you for just a little while. You left me for dead so far away. I That one is also different, too. That one is kind of like what I was originally talking about with what I loved about Alkaline Trio and that they're not always the hero of their story or they're not always the one who's right in an event. Um, this is kind of one that's like, I'm going to take my ball and go home. Like, this is like the the venom of somebody who's spiteful, you know, and like <laughs> something clearly happens. Like, well, you know, I never loved you anyway, so for, forget you, you know, and just kind of like walked away. Uh, it's not necessarily so clear as that, but um, like that yeah. is kind of like the imagery that it kind of casts for me. Yeah, this one, um, fuck, this one's really relatable. I, I literally thought of this song sometimes when I feel like, man, I really screwed up. I should have never said any of the stuff that I said because I, don't feel that way anymore, you know, kind of the thing. Um, uh, yeah, not so much the venom part of it, you know, but, but yeah, just, uh, yeah. God, you know, fuck. It's just, it's a uh, pretty relatable song. I mean, this one, I think, was like the one that they tried to push as a single for this album, if I remember right. It's they like, did a um, music video I, for I it, too. I kind of remember getting like, you know, I don't know, maybe like some MTV2 play possibly or some mm-hmm. shit like that back in the day, you know. Um I don't know. It would have made for a really good single. I guess it didn't quite like totally catch on, but um, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it probably caught on for you know a Vagrant Records 2001 and their size. Yeah, yeah. You're probably right. Um, They had a music video for this. Private Eye and this were the two that they you know they kind of pushed like that. Um, So yeah, and this also in the verses has that like really subdued guitar. You know, like. 
yeah. um, which is like kind of like muted and kind of quiet, and it's kind of like different for them so far. Um, taking more chances, trying some more things, maybe growing and learning and doing something different. Um, you know, you could kind of like I've read like in some reviews, people like compare it to like Green Day, you know, like like Brains do, you know. But to yeah. me, it doesn't sound like you know like grungy and slow. It's still it's got like a poppy energy to it, but it is still minimal in the way that the guitar work's done. Um, but uh, enjoyable song. Uh, still, the album is starting off, I think, t- uh, to a pretty strong start so far. Uh, Super I, strong. It's getting hard to like rank them as I go. I'm like, oh, man. But, uh, yep. Gun to your head, dude. You got to do it. Line them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, next song, we'll move into uh, track five, Another Innocent Girl and Another Dan Song. into a high gear on the uh, second chorus um, where he just like kind of really just kind of belts out some energy and all that stuff which I always love uh, this is a really 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 good song one of my favorites of Dan's I think just in general across the board wow uh, I'm a fan of the song I don't you know I am a fan of the song but actually uh, this would probably be below the previous uh, take lots with alcohol dance song for me personally but um, this is a good one um, I really like the chorus and just like, yeah, what he does with that. Um, yeah, it's a good song. I don't know. Yeah. There, there's lots of lines there that just uh, that just make you wonder, you know. Like, he's clearly talking about himself, so it's like, oh. And wanted to grow up to be an actor, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's a, a, a call back to his own ambitions previously, um, yeah. but where he's at. Um, I mean, he might not be talking. Well, he could be talking about himself and, and maybe the way he has treated previous relationships because it doesn't cast this he as necessarily a positive person on like the ending verses um but i mean it, it, but yeah you, you, again you're not I the hero wrong, but i've always taken it as like it's definitely about him but i don't know man that there's no way to no, prove that yeah, it very know. easily could yeah. be because but it could also be just a reflection of, of a time where you know you think you're doing the right thing and then but also you kind of discover that you're the villain or you're the asshole in in a moment or in an event and um you're reflected on it you know uh, but either way, uh, the the music too, it is that mid tempo like Dan Jam speed um, from like previous yeah. albums. I'm all good with that. Uh, this doesn't not fit like in the Alkaline Trio spectrum of songs so far up to this point. Like whereas like Stupid Kid um, or Private Eye kind of definitely um, are trying something different, like forcefully um, almost. This is still a song that you know you would expect. Cool. Well, let's move on then. Track six, Steamer Trunk. 
Also a good song. It's probably a little bit lower ranking for me on this album because it's kind of stiff competition. Um, uh, it's it's kind of a nice change of pace. I mean, the tempo kind of changes up a little bit, which is cool. Um, when the chorus gets going, you know, it's 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 pretty fun. It's it's a good song. It's a fun song, but um, probably not like a super high ranking one for me. Yeah, I uh... on this album. I think back on this song and I always feel like album filler like is like the first like vibe I get from it type of thing. But then when I actually listen to it, I enjoy the song and I think I enjoy it because uh, of like those tempo changes, like where it just kind of goes mid tempo and then into that energy chorus. Um, I do like to sing along with the chorus and the chorus is one of those ones that he evolves it in the, uh, the second time he sings it through, he kind of changes up what he's sharing um yeah i don't know i i think i like the song more when i'm listening to it actively but when i'm not listening to it i'm just thinking <laughs> about the way he's delivering the line like steamer trunk and i'm just kind of like yeah that's you know not so memorable uh but again for one of my favorite bands wh- whose catalog i like nearly like love all of it you know not everything is going to be top tier so this is definitely i think in the middle of the pack for me on this album but still a good song at the end of the day um but yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, yeah, it's got some really like good lines on here as well for me. It's just um, it's more so. It's just show how stiff competition this is on this album for me. That like that's you know that's what it is. That this song is kind of lower end for me, but it's still a good song. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. Oh, I didn't update my counter here. Was that the fourth Matt song? Should be four Matt and uh, two, two Dan. Dan yeah. Yep. Because now we're going to seven, um, you're dead. Head to the chorus here a little bit. Yeah, here we go. I'm told it all sounds well and fine, but without you around, I feel nothing but cold. And I now have nothing but your heartbeat in my head, and a boat I'd wrap up my traveling friend. 
that one also has one of those evolving choruses that the next time it comes back, it it adds on and kind of continues. Yeah, um, I'm a fan of that song. Uh, yeah, I, a little slower pace again on that one. Um, super like kind of like just emotional chorus. There. It's just really like that like little bass, bang, you know, yeah. kind of that happens. Um, bang. Just got a good like, yeah, just a super good vibe to it. I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of that song. Yeah, I love that song. Uh, that's in the uh, the top cream of the crop for the album for me, I think. Um, uh, I mean, I know there's... Do you have the runtime of that song on hand right now? Yeah, actually, I do. Um, Your Dead is three minutes and 50 seconds, so it's almost okay. a four-minute jam. Yeah, I, re- I remember being kind of longer, so okay. Um, yeah, really... Uh, I I love it, and uh, I love the chorus. How it like just kind of kicks up that emotional energy, and but kind of keeping the tempo um, kind of calm and and steady. Uh, to me, it almost sounds like um, I mean they're not trying to emulate themselves, but like radio vibes, you know, like uh, a really mm. personal and an emotional song and all that stuff. That were you know, like it just kind of boils over into the chorus to being like a really kick in the like heart. And, or the gut, um, just as far as like the emotional nature of like the lyrics and what's kind of being talked yeah. about. Yeah, I never thought about that. You're kind of right, though. It's like this quiet storm, and then like the kind of you know, super kind of emotional, the welling uh, up, powerful chorus. Yeah, I mean, yeah, good, good song. Um, we continue on. Um, we're at the uh, just just passing the halfway mark. That was track seven. There's twelve total tracks on the entire album. Um, so the next song we move into is Armageddon. just energy out of the gate just hits you right from the first line all the way to the end um pretty driven uh that's that song i mentioned earlier that was randomly in tony hawk's underground tony hawk's, yeah tony hawk underground uh video game that got some big exposure i think for them um yeah i'm a huge fan of that song um like the the speed the energy like skiva's delivery on a lot of the lines um Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of that one. I don't know. I'm just, I'm kind of like, fuck, where do I rank this list right <laughs> now? Because it's really tough. But uh, yeah, I mean, um, he well, I rhymes. I'm not really keeping track too much on the, uh, 
the Evilocity. Uh, yeah, I was actually thinking about that for this song. Um, as much as this album feels like it's like them coming into their own with some of like the darker lyrics, this isn't yeah. like the the darkness air quotes that we're talking about. You know, uh, this is still like personally you know, dark or disruptive or whatever for them individuals uh, involved with these events that are like uh, inspire these songs, but it's not quite uh, the tarantulas and the uh, right. Satan and everything. Possibly Mr. Chainsaw. That's not evil. So that's just like talking about, that's just describing, I mean, private eye, the six, six senses. Yeah. No, I mean, I know, private eye, this album, I guess. Yeah. you're, you're right with private eye with these six, six senses. I mean, that may, maybe he's, like there's a draw to it, but it's not as overt like we know it's going to be, no. uh, which is yeah. interesting. Uh, also, Armageddon, he rhymes um, the words uh, arm and arm again. There we were, arm, yeah, and, arm, arm, and, arm and arm again, again. with that's what Armageddon. I mean. yeah, that's, that's a good one. Yeah, like like he's, he's skilled at his craft of trying like, to like make it work. Just the flow of it's so good. It's like behind your back it goes. Yeah, a little something like this. A little so something good, like yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, I love that song though. It's uh, yeah. I actually did not have a difficult time putting that where I ranked it. Um, so I'm curious to know where it, where it ends up for you at the end of the uh, episode. Let's go ahead you and know. move on then. Uh, next song, track nine. I'm dying tomorrow. song um kicks off with essentially the chorus well i mean the song feels like it almost has two choruses um but it just starts it off with a bang and uh it has some high energy to it um it does have some palm muted like verses and all stuff to it just to kind of talk about the music out of the way um which is a little bit different for them still new to this album trying to evolve their sound like we've been talked about a few tracks before uh but is fantastic is um one of my favorite songs i i think i said this about uh the previous one but this might be my favorite dan song and i don't know <laughs> how many times that, i'm yeah. gonna say that um for the rest of the episodes and the rest of the albums and all that stuff but this might be my favorite dan song um i love this song too it just it just kicks off right away freaking awesome it's just like uh I don't know. I mean, what he's describing is fa- uh, fairly relatable, except from the dying tomorrow part. I mean, you know, but uh, um, no, I'm a big fan of this one. Um, 
It is not my favorite Anne song on the album, I can say that, but I wow. What? Not your favorite on this album? Oh, well, maybe I if maybe I can guess and I'm maybe going to already put my words to test and claim a favorite Dan song um later. Uh but I don't know. This song this song like is really good. I love this because I think mentally I'm in the same headspace as this song oftentimes in life. Um I'm not going to like say I'm humble and then talk about how awesome I am or anything. But I do think like my, I always often think of others in like in a group setting or trying to like find somebody new and you're trying to make somebody like feel comfortable. You're trying to like, you know, you, you meet somebody at a party and you're just trying to figure things out. I almost want to make sure that like I am thinking of others before I'm thinking of myself type of thing. And like a lot of like what the lyrics to me like stand out to is like, you know, if you knew you were dying tomorrow or if this was happening, like you're reflecting on your choices you've made and it's all of the impact you had on others. Like, did you do what you could to make sure, you know, X, Y, or Z was taken care of? Like, the, like none of the lyrics to me talk about, like, what did you do for yourself type of thing, you know? Um, but it's not necessarily yeah. a bad thing um, because there's some people are empathetic like that and they, they, they are mindful in that way. And it's not a bad thing if you aren't at all. Again, I'm not trying to say, like, this is a better type of human being, but I relate to it on that level for sure, I think. Um, the fun in the, uh, the live version of this, they did those, they recorded those albums and released them live. Um, when this song starts, he says, uh, I wrote this song yesterday. It's called I'm Dying Tomorrow, and then they start playing it, which I think is really good, because that would that mean he's funny. dying to now. It's kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, it's a good song. Real, real good song. Very good song, yeah. Um, let us see where we're at. Song 10, Bloodied Up. Damn, there are a lot of good songs <laughs> has a, a lot of musically just to talk about that again first uh, Paul muted kind of like a distilled uh, simple strumming like through that verse and everything and it kicks into that chorus which brings the energy and then they don't evolve this chorus necessarily lyrically but they do 
get that like double time speed um, on that second time through. Yeah. yeah, I love when they do yeah. that when that comes in. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of this one. Um, I don't know. I was thinking about it as we were listening to it. I was like, I wonder if some people like for them this is kind of like filler. You know, it's just kind of the end of the album a little bit. It's in there. For oh. me, it's like really good. It's like up there for for songs. Um, yeah, God, it's just that once that chorus gets going, you know, it's just fucking rips, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, uh, also, super relatable for me, honestly. Like, not necessarily getting knocked out and bloodied yeah. up on the floor, but just like you know, the this appalled me. Join the club, but sign up. Yeah. You know, just kind of like that little bit of you know. Again, not the being hero. Disappointed in yourself, yeah. also. Or it's like, hey, I'm also surprised and disappointed about all this. Uh, yeah, you know, reflecting stuff. on like past mistakes, but knowing that like, yep, that's on me. You know, like I don't blame you. I get it. Uh, I was there too, and I fucked that up. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm an asshole. Well, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I love that again, not, not the hero, but just still, you still have empathy and you still feel for it because it is relatable and you've been there yourself. Uh, really, really, really good song. Um, yeah, the, the whole album filler thing, like, I don't know, I think for in, uh, I don't want to say indie bands cause that just literally is, uh, blanketing over millions of bands, but I think bands like this who organically started, you know, small scale friends kind of came together to really push like something they really wanted to do. Like they wrote every song like they wanted it to be like their best song or like they wanted to write a great song. Um, So I don't think a band of this stature and size at this point um, was even thinking about like filler songs types of thing. Uh, They definitely, I think, fall into that. They fall victim to that in like later albums. Um, But like... I don't think that they necessarily had, were worrying about that even at this point. Like, but some some people might think, like you know, if you listen to a Weezer album, knowing what filler songs are like, and then you come here, you're like, okay, cool. Let me give me the two hits. You know, give me like the closer, and yeah, yeah, I got the gist of the album. It's good. No, I totally agree. Like this album, actually, just to clarify, is like fucking awesome. Like, you know, the first last song, but uh, you know, I was just thinking, I was like, I wonder how people feel about this song because I've yeah. always really liked it. But I mean, like. It's placement too in the track listing is a little odd because it's like I know. it's really fucking good, but it's like track ten, like we're getting ready for a really big build up with the twelfth track. Where would uh, you but if you were to resequence this, like I mean, you gotta move something around. It's tough. That's like it's just it is. A good they're album. all really good songs. So yeah, I don't know either. But um, You go bold and you take Mr. Chain's attitude and you put this one there. Uh, and then that might just but then that might evenly weight the album with like heavy hitters, you know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe you just don't mess with it. You just let it be. I think that's what you do. Yeah. Um, the next song, "Trucks and Trains," is the eleventh song. Uh, we're almost at the end. Now back then and forevermore 
this is a good song. I think this is a song that early on in life I would not listen to as much or not put so much like ear to it and everything. But the more I listen to it, the more I like listen for the lyrics or like read the lyrics while like listening to it. Like this song is better than it's remembered or maybe like thought of when you like think back on their catalog. Like this song is definitely the sleeper and hidden gem in their uh, deep cuts. Dude, yeah, this, I love this song. Like, I really like this song. Um, I loved it so much that I, I believe, wrote a MySpace blog post about it, oh, or wow. used lyrics from it to, uh, you know, relate to my own life somehow about, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I really like the song. Um, it's got also kind of that slower tempo, but it's, God, the, the emotion and, like, energy kicks off yeah. really, really strong on this one. Um, a, a lot like Maybe I'll Catch Fire to Me, that even, oh, we kind of discovered that it's not as slow as we thought. Only like half the songs were kind of slower tempo. Uh, but even in Alkaline Trio's like slower or mid-tempo songs, you don't mm-hmm. feel like you're not like punk, or you're not cool because it doesn't have like energy or doesn't have like identity or anything to it. Like it is still like, it still kicks you like in all the right places to be like a, a air quotes cool song, even without being just like a really fast one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Uh, type of thing, um, which is really great. I yeah, this is a really good reflection of that. Yeah, I, I really like the song. I'm just like, wow. I wish I I don't even know where I can rank it because it's just <laughs> it's, it's. I think of it as one of my favorite songs on the album. In my head, this one was way up there. And it I is, can't but... wait to see your list, dude. This is gonna be good. This is epic. Yeah. Um, all right, that was also the last Matt song. Uh, Matt does not close it out. I mean, he had the closer of all closers on Maybe I'll Catch Fire with Radio. Um, so this time, the ball was in Dan's court. Um, also, this is the final chance we'll have to see if we'll hear any lyrics that reference From Here to Infirmary. And spoiler alert, it never happens. Uh, the album title is not drawn from anything specifically uh, on the album, but whatever. Um yeah, this is yeah. So this is also the fourth Dan song, which to this point is the most songs Dan gets on an album to this point. Yeah, yep. This pretty cool. This is yeah, yeah. And, and they're all, all good. So. It's a solid one to go out with. So here is Crawl, track twelve on From Here to Infirmary.
if you want the rest of that chorus, which is amazing, you just go listen to the actual album yourself. It is so good. Oh, man, that's just fucking a really, really good dance song. Um, wow. Just like the, you know, the the verses are like good, good songwriting and everything, but that chorus is just so clever because obviously he's talking about, you know, secure on ice. It's something, you know, it's a beverage. It's alcohol, right? Mm-hmm. And then the chorus, so it's like, you know, shots were fired. Yeah. Um, you know, a play on the, the alcohol. Never had just a drink the, I didn't the, like, you know, and then yeah. eventually obviously it gets to the got a taste of you threw up all night. It's like, man, just the, so good of just playing words in that. It's just, um, God, you got to give it up to him. That's what the, that's just a really good song. Dude. Yeah. I even like the, uh, the not admitting how bad you really are in the beginning. Like the, in the opening lines and all that stuff, it talks about it. Like, seeing lights, feeling pain, there's my cure on ice, you know, talking about getting another drink. But I can walk, but I will crawl there. I'll crawl there. Like, he, this person in this state is not going to be able to actually walk that. They're, they're trick lying to themselves, pretending that they're okay, that it really isn't as bad as it really is. Like, yeah, I could do this if I wanted to, but, like, you know that you you really are, are farther gone and farther down than you really must admit that you actually are and the whole song like it's such a good good bad energy even just the way it begins so it's just like waking up i'm zeroed in on medicine you know yeah medicine being this you know obviously so it's man this is just a good song yeah it's good jam um all right well that's uh that's the whole album from here to infirmary uh start to finish we uh talked a little bit about everything uh now we are going to gun to our head rank the songs uh one through twelve and Oof. austin starts these off so austin what is your number one yeah. song um this particular choice wasn't hard i just wanted to say but like the rest of the choices were hard and i found myself even like switching a little bit like at times because it was just like that like tooth and nail because it's just that good of an album for me uh but number one i actually went with armageddon all right all right interesting choice yeah. Interesting. I just choice. like that song a lot, dude. So. Yeah. My number one, Armageddon. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. It's just a good song. <laughs> I think it uh it it just sums up this album really well. Um slightly cleaner sound but still has enough punch and energy to be familiar like i mean it, it, this isn't it, as weird as it was that i was talking about like the more palm muted and more kind of like simplifying some of the the standard formula they've had at this point um they weren't like you know selling out or like you know doing something wildly yeah, different like reinventing the wheel at all yeah so, i mean uh the, but they were they're growing up a little bit here but armageddon is just an outright you know alkaline trio energy song um it's not uh, lyrically it's not overcomplicated uh, but it still has all those like fun like puns and way that he phrases his lyrics and everything um and it's a super catchy chorus armageddon for me best song on the album and i'll say this like i think um just like look at like you know not doing research necessarily but getting other people's opinions on things like online and seeing what people have to say um there are people who like you know are just like you know god damn it and maybe i'll catch fire like diehards and that's awesome but for me i think that um the cleaner sound i think benefited this band a lot like mm-hmm. for me yeah. It, yeah it it helps give the songs their own identity and it helps give the albums their own identity because uh when it is like a constant wall of of energy and a wall of sound 
it can like give you a little bit of fatigue when listening to it, like start to finish or over and over again, that type of thing. Um, so when you do have things like this, where there's tempo breaks or some like that, like kind of palm muted or simplifying the songs, it makes the album, I think, last longer. Like the longevity of the album holds up uh, when listening to it. They're all great. I mean, I'm a fan of all of it, but, um, but yeah, like this is, I think this band is getting into their own here and this is their first like, like, hey, we know what we are, we know who we are, and we kind of know where we want to be. We're going to, you know, figure that out still as we grow, but um, you really see it coming in the picture here. Yeah. Uh, what's number two? Yeah, Deuce. so number two, uh, and I think to this point, this is probably the highest this this uh, particular songwriter has placed, but it's uh, Crawl. I got number two. Crawl for, it, uh, too, huh? Yeah. yeah. I love that song, dude. Yeah, I as well. Uh, I also have Dan slotting in my second DM spot here. Uh, I don't know what that means. Uh, I have I'm Dying Tomorrow, though. Oof, that's a good one, yeah. That is my wow. number two. Did I not? Oh, Maybe I'll Catch Fire is my favorite song on Maybe I'll Catch Fire. So Dan has a number one slot in my history books. Um. I don't know if you've got your. Wait, previous... what am I thinking about? I have it right in front of me. I've got you. You've got so far to go. Was number one on maybe I'll catch fire. Oh, there you go. So, so Dan's behind. I can't even list. keep yeah. up with my own opinions on this. Yeah, I've got it right here. Uh, never mind. Producer's note: uh, I would like you to like take some photographs or text me your lists so I can keep uh, some documents going here on my end. Just FYI. Okay, I've just been like penning them down. Oh, I don't I care. That's the fine. First one I might have misplayed, or I might have just lost, like whatever. But I have the. Maybe I'll catch fire in this That's one. fine. I can actually even go back and listen to it if I need to list right. it too if it's lost. But yeah, I'll I have try mine. to keep like it. Yeah. I have mine in a note file. I can edit this part of it out too, but uh, I have mine in a note yeah. file just so we can see when it's all said and done. We can have the data in front of us and I might make some infographics or something like that just to be silly. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. I'd be curious to see even. Like, I don't know that Dan will. I mean, well, so far he's off to a great start. Number one song on the last album, number two on this one. Yeah. So. All right. Well, then, uh, yeah. So my number two was I'm Dying Tomorrow. Uh, it's one of my favorite. I mean, I said it, one of my favorite dance songs. I mean, I don't know how many times I'm going to say that, but uh, it was one of my favorite dance songs, if not the best dance song, in my opinion. Crawl is solid, and you'll see it come up soon. What is your number three? Uh, for number three, and I don't want to say I hate to do this, but I have to it's like this is just a great song it's private idea the song is just a brilliant pop punk song it, that's what it is it's just such a great pop song that there's no way around it like, yeah I've heard it a million times still not tired of it like it's that good i agree it is like when i tell people uh video game fan i know there's a huge cross-section of people who quite love video games as much as they love alkaline trio who would potentially listen to this so they'll completely understand this. But when I tell people that Final Fantasy VII is my favorite game, like I know the mainstream like draw of it, like the overhyped or maybe oversaturation of it, like it is what it is. It is still like my favorite game. Uh, Private Eye for me is number three as well. Like yes, it is everywhere in as far as like Alkaline Trio like fandom goes, uh, but for good reasons. It's just catchy. It is good. It kicks off the album in a fantastic way it's says fuck and shit in the chorus so um you know it's a winner cross cross the board uh number four for you then Oof, this is where it starts to get really tough there's a lot of songs that are like right in there um but for number four i did go with trucks and trains the old truck and train i'm yeah. a big fan yeah yeah it's a good song yeah i Literally, because 
I saw you like struggling with where to slot some of these songs. I just let that gut instinct take in and just let me just drop a song. So like I was just trying to see how it was all going to shake out. So uh, I didn't do any shuffling, though I really want to do some shuffling. This is just <laughs> the default it ended with. And mm-hmm. uh, we've mentioned this before with previous albums. Like, you know, in a month, if we re-listen to it, we might re-rank these slightly different or something like that. I don't... There would be some changes for sure, yeah. To me, there there isn't a song like Fuck You, Aurora, or Cop on this album. So, honestly, from slot four on through 12, it could be resequenced anyway, my favorites, you know, uh, as far as the order goes. But four, yeah. uh, number four for me is Crawl. So, you agree okay. that is a great song, and that's where it fits on mine. Yeah, cool. Uh, five. Yeah, five. Uh, I went bloodied up. Bloodied up. Like my wife's tampons. Wow. Um, <laughs> I'm going to edit that out, dude. That's definitely going to get edited out. Um, okay. Number five for me. Uh, five, right? Wait. One, two, yes, three, five. four, five. You're dead. Ooh. Yep. You're dead, I think, is uh, higher... I'm curious to know where that ended up for you. I definitely feel that's higher than I think a lot of people would maybe slot that one compared to like Blooded Up, Trucks and Trains, or some of the other songs remaining on the album. But that's, um, yeah, when that, when that energy of that chorus comes in, I'm sold. But I could say the same thing about Trucks and Trains, though. It's like, and lyrically, I connect more to like what the lyrics, like the, what's being said. But that's then true. it's got that, quite a bit of that same emotion. That's, you know, 100%. I maybe would rearrange this right now, but this is where I typed <laughs> it. So, but I think I already would for that exact reason. I think it makes more sense. Like, I mean, not that the songs are bad at all either way, but like, yeah, the lyrics and what, like, when you start listening to the trucks and trains, and like I said, it's definitely that sleeper. It does belong up higher. Um, but yeah, that's where I was at. Yeah, sure. Uh, what are you at? Number six? Number six. So, number six, and it's kind of crazy. It's actually this low but um it's a fucking great song uh mr chainsaw mr chainsaw okay yeah i you might be surprised where that ends up for me uh number Holy six well i love that song i do as well i do as well like i said there they're all there's not a single cop or fuck you aurora on this album uh number six for me is another innocent girl um so another dan song so i have three of three of dan's four songs are in the top half for me on this um it's a good Dan showing, I, I guess. Uh, so, like yeah, I I like the Dan songs on this album, but uh, this is just like Skiba in his element for me. Mm-hmm. So it just didn't work out that way for, for sure. my my list. But no lucky seven, lucky number seven. I've got I'm dying tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Too low, but hey, we all make mistakes. Uh, I've got uh, bloodied up at my number seven. Uh, okay. Good song. Far from where I had it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> number. I can't say we too well on that one. <laughs> number eight for you. Number eight. Looking at this, I feel like I want to switch one right now, but I've already written it, so I'm not going to. Number eight is a uh, stupid. Stupid kid. Okay. Interesting. I want to switch that immediately though, just by one spot though, but it's fine. I can live with that. It's okay. Uh, mine is take lots with alcohol. Is my yeah. next one. Um. So I just lost the number. That was seven or eight. No, we just did eight. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. That was six, for sure eight. eight. I get it. Stupid kid. I just make sure I have all 12. Okay, I did. I didn't leave one out and like suddenly cost me. So- no, because I put crawl in there. Yeah. Uh, so number nine then is what we're on. 
So yeah, that's the one I'd like to actually probably swap. It's a uh, take lots with alcohol. Oh, I so you would have maybe nine. put we'll, that up? We can stay that way. That's fine. You would have oh, maybe... just to defend that stupid kid choice. It's just it's it's it is what it is. It's almost like Private Eye, where it's not it's not on that level, but like it's a good yeah. Um, it's just like a good single, a good pop song, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I totally but, get it. Um, but take lots with alcohol is my number nine. So it's probably funny. should be higher, but it's a really good song. If you would have swapped those. Our mm-hmm. Armageddon, Private Eye, and Take Lots with Alcohol would have been exact same spots for both you and me, because Armageddon and Private Eye are both our one and three. Uh, yeah, it's just other things oh, that okay. fall around yeah. it. Um, all right, so my that was your nine. That was my nine. Yeah. So my nine is Trucks and Trains, which okay. I already admitted is also too low. I would potentially swap just one for one trade up in that draft order uh, with your dead and put your dead right back down here. But um, that's where it was at impulsively ranking. These are difficult choices, you know, and number 10 for you. So number 10 is actually your dead. You're dead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, again, it wouldn't be far off if I did make those moves that I was talking about myself. Uh, number 10 for me, double digits, Mr. Chainsaw. Damn dude. It's a good song. Like, uh, hmm. but all of these songs are good, so that is yeah. just how the cookie crumbled on that one. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so 11. So for 11, I went with Another Innocent Girl. Another Innocent Girl just made your list. Another Innocent Man just made mine right here. <laughs> You're on it. Um, uh, for me, it's Steamer Trunk. Um, I went on a roller coaster of emotions with this song, uh, thinking back that I didn't like it, listening to it and thinking, no, wait, I do like this. And then at the end of the day, realizing there's just too much other good stuff on here. How can I really put that over? Like, so, um, yeah, steamer trunk. Uh, good song. Yeah. Okay. Um, 12. Does that make steamer trunk yours? Yeah. Steamer trunks number 12 for me. I mean, you know, good song and everything. It's just a little, it drags a little bit for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the tempo and, um, I mean, the chorus a little bit even. Like, I don't know, it's a good song. It's just, yeah, it, it, the album's so good that, yeah, it's, it's 12. For yeah, me. my 12. And that won't change. That's for sure always 12. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. My 12 ended up being Stupid Kid, which, mm-hmm. but I just, like you shared, I mean, it's like Private Eye. Like, it's almost an evergreen song. It's, you know, it's a good song to listen to kind of whenever and just kind of put you in that headspace and everything. Um, I, but I think it just speaks to the weight of my enjoyment of this album. So um, that's the only reason why it's there. I think they definitely could all move and everything. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then because of that, we now have to rank the albums themselves. Um, where does this slot in your album list? Um, at this point, this is number one. This is number one. Yeah. From here to infirmity would be number one at this point for me. Um, number two would be God Damn It. And then three, uh, maybe I'll catch fire. So, um, I guess I can't be ridiculous. I can't be Skip Bayless. Your or, list. It's your list. I, mean, I know. What you want to do. But, like, I honestly, like, before we started talking, I had this as my third maybe i'll catch fire god damn it and then this but 
in just talking and hearing about all the reasons we discussed, hearing about them like finding their sound, like or refining like you know exactly who they are and getting to their you know best points. Uh, and also the fact that this album doesn't have a skip track for me, it doesn't make sense to realistically slot it behind those other two albums. So I'm also going to put it at number one. I think it only makes sense. Like if I put some logic to it and not just randomly shake things up or anything, um, I'm going to put it at my number one spot as well. Uh, Sweet. So now at this point you're, you're from here to infirmary. Maybe I'll catch fire. God damn it. Yep. That... Yep. Okay. Maybe I'll catch fire is still ahead of God damn it for me. But um, yeah, cool. Well, that's the album. Uh, a fun thing that we will talk about eventually, um, two of what you can consider outtakes or left on the cutting room floor um, songs that they recorded in these sessions were uh, Hell Yes and My Standard Break From Life. Uh, I love both of those songs. Yeah, those songs, I mean, could be on this album. Give me Steamer Trunk. You can you can go and put Hell Yes on there. And my standard break from life could take a Dan spot. Or just make it a 13-album song. That's you know? what I was going to say. Put 13 songs on there. That's not crazy long. Yeah, you know? yeah right now the runtime's 38 minutes, uh, which is not bad. I think anything sub-40 makes sense. This is their longest album so far to date. But, um, yeah. I also feel like, isn't Steamer Trunk a... Yeah, it's... You, never mind. We, we, yeah, yeah. It's a longer song for yeah, them. almost so four minutes. Swapped it with like Hell Yes. You know, you've cut some runtime there. You had track there. You know, yeah. You add in uh, Standard Break from Life, and you're in good shape. Yeah, could have happened, but it didn't. Huh. They went with this. Uh, yeah. that that's how the that lined up. So uh, yeah, I think great great showing from the band. Um, I think my only gripe would be the album artwork because um, it's just their pictures and like they have like those like white contacts where they like whited out their eyes or whatever they did um i don't know i just doesn't doesn't click like anything there's no like fun artistic like nature to it um and even some of their like merch and like logo designs and all that kind of stuff with more of like an animated or artistic style like they really could have done something here with that um you know i don't know it is what yeah, it is. <laughs> I agree. I think I read a thing recently about it, and um, Skiba was just saying that they were going for like a death metal vibe for some reason. I'm not really sure, or some a metal vibe. I think is what he might have oh, said. Oh yeah. Um, I feel like they've got a couple of these early albums where it, it's not necessarily the cover, but like on the back cover, there's just like a really bad photo, or like in the liner notes, there's just like really bad photos of them. They yeah. just look kind of ridiculous. Yeah. You know? Um. Yeah, I know. I'm not crazy about the the. Well, they do this, again, we're going to talk about this album on the next episode, but Good Morning, Good Morning is the three of them, but it's Looks all good. in like a, a flat, like black on red, and like... Biolized kind of... Yeah, like it, it, that works, and that's literally like nothing super artistic necessarily, but it's like, I think the, the styling of like the color and the impact of them kind of makes sense. Um, and it is just the three of them, uh, so they could have done that, but... You know, hey, it is what it is. I mean, it, it's, if that's the the biggest fault that the album has is that the album artwork could be a little bit different, it's a great album. Yeah. All right. Well, then, with that, that wraps another episode. Um, this one um, was fun. So next episode, we'll be doing uh, Good Morning, and uh, we hope you enjoy listening. If you 
Um, want to reach out to us on social media or anything, you can find us. We'll probably put our like tags and all that stuff in the uh, show description for this stuff whenever it's posted. And otherwise, uh, that's all I got. Austin, you got anything? Um, no, I got nothing. It's just a fucking great album. Um, I'm curious to see where the uh, the total album rankings end up. Yeah. Like, I know. how long will this stay number one for you kind of a thing? I'm curious. So. Yeah. Yeah, because at this point, anything that does take over this is also going to push down maybe on Catch Fire and Goddamn It for me. So, oh, yeah, this actually, well, I don't think I realized the gravity of this decision. This actually might <laughs> end up make this a pretty high or the highest ranking album of theirs for me. We'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good night or day.